podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello, everybody. We're back. It's the Live of Birds. It's the next edition. Um, we're coming to you straight after the uh, Luton game. So there'll be a little bit of a hot take from us on that. And then um, plenty of other things to discuss. Um, I'm here with my regular contributors, um, Amy, Kate and Randy. Say good evening, ladies. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Um, well, good afternoon. Um, really, good, <laughs> really good to talk to you. So we are going to start right off with uh, Luton 1, Liverpool 1. Uh, Randy, <laughs> that was a big <laughs> sign. Where do you want to go with this? Oh, it's hard to say, isn't it? I, I was absolutely, uh, I don't know, I think I came late into the game and uh, sat down and I, I was expecting something more like against Bournemouth, mm-hmm. which was a bit of a fight. Of course, not the weather bit. <laughs> that was hilarious. At least, so, <laughs> at least we didn't have that. But it was like they were sort of going out there thinking, well, we'll just do a bit of this and a bit of that and score some goals, won't we? And, of course, that never happened. I can't believe how wasteful. And uh, especially, of course, Nunes and uh, Salah. But let's mention Salah as well, because I thought he was not at it at all today. And um, I don't know. Because they say they never take any, uh, you know, matches for granted and they respect the opponent, and it just didn't look like it. It it I watched, uh, and I I don't always watch it. Sometimes I listen to it rather than see it. But I actually watched the the game today, and um, it felt. Well, no, it didn't felt like it looked like watching them that they after the after some of the glaring misses that we had (laughs) really good opportunities that in the second half, particularly, we just ran out of ideas. Yeah. And. You know, you you could see, you know, Luton had had a couple of half chances. They'd had one very early in the game and they just grew in confidence the longer it went on um, as nil-nil. I guess, I mean, from our perspective, Amy Kate, it was kind of, you know, almost hoist by our own petard the way that they broke from our corner 
and scored a breakaway goal. It was it was frankly insulting. Oh. <laughs> It was, it was scored against us that way. It was shocking, and, and it was like that couldn't have really happened. Yet it did, and it—it's something that we would have expected us to do to them. Um, it, it just was. I felt like if you weren't, if you didn't know who was on the pitch, you would have thought that we had our B team out, like that we had the academy kids. I mean, where they just didn't seem to be playing you know, the way they've been playing. And and I think this, I don't know what the record was, to be honest, but this is the first time that Salah didn't have an assist or a goal. And it was like, you know, in his, his streak recently, because I think he's done, you know, in the last, what, five games or whatever, he scored a goal. And I'm just going, where, where are you? And we're, it's just, I don't know. I think eight at least, I don't know, I'd have to double check. But it was a I, lot... I, of consecutive yeah. games. I I just couldn't <laughs> it was like, I mean, who cares about stats? But like that's when it's like it was Luton and no disrespect to them. I mean, good for them, but oh my god. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I didn't think it was gonna be a walk in the park, but I thought we would have been, you know, three, four nil is what the the score would have been. I was I was expecting it to be a hard game because of you know, you knew that they'd be really up for it. They've got a really tight little crown. That all of the all of the things where you know you you think you know you try and put the the big team in inverted commas you know off their mm-hmm. game and all of the rest of it. So I expected I expected some of that. I just I didn't expect us collectively to be as mediocre as we were. Um, yeah. You know, it's very rare that you can say Salah just didn't perform. It's not that he didn't turn up and he, you know, he didn't in. He did. He just had mm-hmm. a really poor game. I yeah. thought Jota had a poor game up front. Um, you know, he had that that one chance um in the first half where the, their goalie saved it and it sort of pushed it away from from the kind of near post. Um, but it, but in general, you know, there, there was a point where we, you know, we were breaking away, um, you know, and instead of instead of passing the ball, he, he started complaining about the fact that he didn't get a free kick or something. And he was just yeah. like, play the fucking ball. Um I just, so yeah, there were there were a lot. I you know, I did. There were there were there were quite a few five out of ten performances today, and, yeah. and most of the Luton players gave an eight or a nine out of ten for you know in terms mm. of what what they stepped up and and you you kind of knew that there would be a point where they would have a really good chance, and Allison also pulled off you know. Pulled off a save or two as well. Yeah, but, yeah. It was just it was it was very disappointing. I I listened to you know Klopp's interview on the radio afterwards. I didn't see his interview on the TV, and he he just basically said we weren't good enough. Um, you know, fair play to Luton and all the rest of it. The you know the if you think about it, you know, in terms of everything else that's kind of going on at the moment. For Diaz, 
to come on um yeah. everything that's going on and for him to get the winner um yeah. you know to give himself a little bit of distraction or whatever it might be um i'm i'm made up for him i know i know that in the greater scheme of things it's nothing because he still hasn't got his father back but yeah for him to be able to be that focused when you know other other players who you know aren't dealing with you know shit like that you know basically didn't didn't really turn up today it doesn't reflect very well on them in my view mm. no it was amazing, wasn't it, that Diaz actually got that? Uh, because I thought when he came on, I thought, well, what is Klopp doing? Are you, you know, this might not be his thing. You know, maybe it's going to get worse for him if they lose, you know. But yeah, that but, was such a moment. But Klopp did say, didn't he, that Diaz would make the decision yes, about whether exactly. he was available or not and whether yeah. he was the right headspace. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I was, I was made up for him. Um, and I, I, and I really hope that, you know, he gets some good news soon. Um, father, but the, the other thing I wanted to, um, actually call out. So, you know, the Luton team, fair play to them. Luton supporters, what a vile bunch of wankers they are. Um, they they went through that. I, I don't know what you could hear, but it was really, really clear coming across on, on what I was living, all of the tragedy chanting, the you know, feed the poor, the always the victims, the this, that and the other. And I, I that. Sorry. I know that, I know that Jamie Carragher did, did call it out. Mm. Um, when you know it is at one at one point but i didn't hear i didn't hear it i was trying to listen to you know me i was trying to, i was trying to listen to the radio commentary and watch the tv um mm. i didn't hear i didn't hear any mention i may have missed it because i could have been distracted but i didn't hear any mention of it on the radio commentary and i i just thought you know you know what is just that is the small club mentality yeah. Uh, so and and frankly, you know, I I've got no issue about you know the way their team played, but on on the basis of how their supporters behave, I hope they get relegated. <laughs> it's it's just so sad because it's, there you go, just just one woman's opinion. But yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's just completely unnecessary. It's just sad and and stupid. And uh, why not share on their own team that was doing a brilliant job instead of doing all that stupidity? I know. I mean, what's what is the point of it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you when you're you know when you're actually playing really well, and, yeah, you know, and giving us giving us a proper fight. That they they you know they want to you know go down and get into the gutter and do stuff like that. So yeah, so you know, well done the team. Supporters yeah. can right off. Yeah. Frankly, I, um, I thought they would have had a lot more respect. And um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just disappointed that that that's still going. And 
it, it is, it's small club mentality and, and, and it's not all the fans, but it's enough to make a difference. And it's just wrong. You know, I mean, lots of them, there were a lot of them singing it. It wasn't just, you know, a couple of hundred or something. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean, that's probably half of their capacity, but <laughs> it was, yeah. um, it was, it was a lot. And, and also you think the irony of it right at the start of the game you know, they did a whole thing about, you know, it's coming up to, you know, Remembrance Sunday. Um, oh and the obviously, you know, got the poppies on the shirts. They did the last post. There was an impeccable silence. And the next thing they think they want to do is the tragedy chanting. I mean, they're, they're fucking idiots, yeah. frankly. Uneducated uh, idiots. Well, in uneducated idiots. Anyway, we can't do anything about that now. So, um, well, let's two points dropped, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, it, we didn't lose, and we were very close to losing. So, let's, um, you know, let's draw a line and, and move. Um, I know that... Uh, you didn't. You didn't manage to um, see the the Carabao Cup game, Amy Kate. But um, are you? Uh, how pleased or otherwise are you with the draw for the quarterfinal? So we're at home to West Ham. Well, I'm glad that we're home. Um, and it's the only thing I'm nervous about is because it's also the week that we play United, and even though United might not be doing very well which I love to see. Um, it's one of those games that when we play them, they show up and we show up. Like it's, it doesn't matter where we are. It's always a fight. And I just, um, so I worry that, <laughs> you know, um, if it's all too much, but um, yeah, I mean, we should, as long as we show up, we should do fine. You know, Villa's, I think Villa just lost as well. Um, so yeah. Um, wait, yeah, no, you said Villa, West Ham, Villa not Villa. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. West, West, West Ham. Um, it's West Ham, not the other colors. They have the same colors. Um, West Ham. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I, I think it'll be fine. I, I, I expect us to win. It just depends on who we play in the final, and I'm hoping that we're in the final. And I, I think it's a good chance that we're going to have Civil War, or at least our first this year, this season. So I think, um, Randy, did you, um, I don't know how much you saw of the, the game against Bournemouth, but it it was played in ridiculous conditions. I mean, Storm <laughs> Kieran was, you know, knocking on the door <laughs> in Bournemouth. And, um, and, and probably, uh, you probably picked up, like, they, the flight got cancelled. They had to drive all the way back to oh, Liverpool. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they couldn't even fly. It was so bad, the flight got cancelled. Wow. So they ended up driving all the way back to Liverpool. And you do, you know, you you question really about, from a health and safety perspective, is it really, you'd be sort of like packing in, you know, 14,000 people in driving rain and, you know, 70 mile an hour winds and then expect them all to get home. But that notwithstanding, (laughs) Um, you know, I, I'm I'm pleased that we've got a home draw for the quarterfinal. But I actually thought, 
you know, unlike today, I thought our performance was was really quite good against Bournemouth. And it was yeah. another fight and we expected mm-hmm. them to get up for it. But, you know, we scored a couple of really good goals as well, didn't we, Randy? Yeah, it, it was such a, a thrilling game. I mean, you have to uh, say the weather was being, you know, maybe the biggest opponent because that was absolutely crazy. I didn't realise the weather until, because I think, again, I came late into the match and I sat down and I was like, lots of stuff going on in the background and I suddenly saw the ball turn on its own in the mid-air. Yeah. And I thought, what the fuck is going on? Have they done something to the ball? And then I saw the corner flags going absolutely crazy. It was not just a flag, you know, that was moving. The whole thing was moving like crazy. So I thought, okay, this is it. And But that match, I mean, our midfield was so much more on it and at it. And, you know, it was a fight fight that was good. Not like today when they tried to... Uh, cheaters into giving free kicks and we did and got impatient but that match was a real real good fight and I thought Endo was brilliant and uh, I really didn't like Alexis today and I thought "Mm," you know Endo was really playing for it last time so I want to I want to see him next match to be honest I thought it was brilliant (laughs) and also why not put uh, Nunez on the bench because when he comes in what he did then, you know, and the first very touch that he sort of didn't control the yeah. ball at all. And all the Bournemouth fans were booing and sharing him, you know. And he just steps up and do the most brilliant goal ever. It was so nice. And he can do things like that when it comes from the bench. And today, he couldn't even score on 20 centimetres open goal, you know. It is yeah. so funny to look at. But he was brilliant in that match. He was. So, I Oh, I mean, in a lot in a lot of ways, he was one of our better players tonight. Actually, mm-hmm. today, um, you know, he yeah, but couldn't you know, score he, for the love of you know, <laughs> not put the ball in the, the net. Um, but yeah, the 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 you know the winning goal he scored was just was oh. just a thing of beauty, absolute beauty. Um, that that was being able to see that because I I got to see the highlights and wow, that was. That was a great goal. Really was. That shows the potential of what he, I mean, that shows the player that he is. I just wish he could do that consistently, consistently, you know, because he has it in him. I mean, that's not an easy goal. It was a beauty, but I don't know. It almost almost feels like that instinctive thing. When he's got time to think about it, um, he, he kind of, you know, he doesn't do it. But when, when he's just got to react, it, it's he seems yeah. he seems to better I don't know um but I yeah he that's that's the thing that's what you want you want him to you want him to be able to find that real you know that just real hungry goal killer instincts um he gets in the right places he just needs to be more clinical but the yeah. the the other thing that I just I thought was um, was really good uh, in terms of that performance as well, also because of the the weather and the wind and all the rest of it. I thought that and I think he ended up being man of the match, but I thought Kwanzaa oh. did fantastically well. Kwanzaa um, was so, actually he was so good, and and he's only 
19 or 20. Mm. And he He's really does. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. I was so impressed with him. Um, and there was a little, uh, you might, I don't know if they put it on the highlights, Amy Kate, but there was a moment when he basically did a little Cruyff turn <laughs> against sort of like past one of the Bournemouth players, sort of like up, up past his own penalty area and out on the left-hand side. And it was again. It was it was just a little thing of beauty. And you thought, yeah, yeah. I think, I think. <laughs> we were actually talking about that at halftime uh, yesterday. Today, yeah. We we were talking about him and Kwanzaa just being this player that is definitely the one to watch. He did get man of the match. Um, yeah. Because I, I saw that come up on social media. Um, but you know, and, and I've seen we've seen him play. You know, this isn't his first time playing. He's he just he's such a phenomenal player, and he's so young that I just can't wait to see you know what he does because if he keeps going in the direction he is, he's he's brilliant. Yeah, he's he, definitely the future, and we need to look at that because a lot of our players are older. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Matt, it's what thirty four, thirty five now. Is he that um, old? I don't. I'm, I laugh when I say that because thirty-five yeah. is, in, but <laughs> for football, yeah, um, you know. And then when we're I think he is, and I think Ver- Verge is thirty-two. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did you see Virgil put something out on social media after the match, and he was like the next uh, Virgil, and he was just so happy for him. And I really love that because yeah. why not? Uh, that is our next Virgil, you know. Yeah. He is. He's he's fantastic. Um, I, I, you know, and I'm not, I'm not going overboard about him. He's still young, and he's still going to grow, and he still will make mistakes as well. But, but in terms of his potential and what we've seen, I, I think, I think he's, he's, he appears to have the tools to be able to have a very successful career at this at this early stage. So. Um, yeah, very, very pleased, very pleased to see him do so well. And, Absolutely. you know, hopefully, hopefully we will have a good long run in in the competition to be able to give him more opportunities to play and for us to see um, a bit more of him. That, yeah. would, be, that would be good. I, I just um, looked yeah. him up, by the way. So, so Kwanzaa is 20. Um, so he must have recently turned um, 20. And I looked up um, Matip. He's actually 32, but he's still, you know. Right. Okay. Younger than I yeah. thought he was. Yeah. He's a well, little bit younger not, than us. Not bad. Okay. Because um, uh, so that him and Virgil the same age then. Um, 
hold on. I'm going to look that up real quick, too. Why is the bridge coming up? There he is. Yeah. Um, Verge is 32. I don't know. I didn't look at the actual birthdays, but yes, they're both 32. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. It's, um, yeah. So that, so that's, that is, that is, I mean, they're not old for center backs, but that they they are experienced, but then the irony is Joe Gomez is only 25. Yeah. 26. Yeah. He's 26. And, you know, and he's been with us 10 years. Um, I, pretty much. I, when I looked up to see, because I thought, like, literally when you said that, I was looking it up. And because I figured we were going to talk about, you know, the older players. And I was like, wait, he's only 26, you know? Um, yeah. But you're right. He's been with us for so long. Um, you think he's think he's older than he is. And, and you know, yeah. and comparatively, and he's not played that many games for us because, unfortunately, he's had a couple of really bad injuries. Yeah. Right. Um, so, you know, he's relative. He hasn't got. You'd like to think he's not got as many games in his legs, in yeah. a good way, because because of the injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it is difficult, um, and and centre back is such a such a kind of specialist um, position as well. Mm-hmm. And I I mean I don't you you never can tell with liverpool there's there's a lot of rumors obviously going around and i know we're going slightly off the subject but we we're coming into we're sort of moving into europe so i think i think this kind of makes makes sense um when we talk about you know new players coming in mm-hmm. so it's been various different rumors and we've been linked with with different people but obviously because the uh copa libertadores final was uh last night um and it was televised on i think it was on the bbc or it was on one of the sports but anyway regardless um and fluminese ended up beating boca and um did they wow one and uh some somebody called kennedy scored in like <laughs> the last minute which is interesting um anyway the the um Andre, who we've been heavily linked with, um, there's been a lot lot of rumours sort of saying, you know, it looked like it was a farewell from his coach. And, you know, there's always rumours that there's a done deal and we'll announce it in January and one thing and another, you know, in the lead up to the January window. Um, And again, he's another, I mean, he's more of a holding midfielder. uh, Mm -hmm. So I guess a bit more like um, Endo. And I don't know... We were sort of saying, you know, McAllister seems to be struggling, and I think, I think at the moment he's, you know, he's not comfortable in the position that Klopp is wanting him to play. Mm. So I'm thinking that too, actually. <laughs> so I so, that. so if those rumours are true, and if he comes, and you know, we all know the way that they work. You know, it, Andre will come, and then we probably won't see him until the end of the season or something. <laughs> but um I, I think I think that could be really interesting. Again, he's he's only young. I think he's twenty or twenty-one or maybe twenty-two or something. Um but that it, it would be because there's a lot of people sort of saying he he reminds them quite a lot of in some elements of Mascherano. Mm, that, oh. That'd be nice. That'd be yeah. nice. Uh so yeah, so, so let's so watch this space. You know, yeah. he's not tall enough to 
centre back, but um, but he's you know he does have that thing. But I think I think Endo has played a a centre back position. I think I seem to remember reading something about him um, at Stuttgart or possibly his previous. I think I think he might have played centre back in a previous life. Anyway, yeah. but, he's, but he's amazing uh, with his headers to be that short, yeah. isn't he? He just yeah, has that ability. Yeah. And he obviously scored a goal, didn't he, with his head? So Yeah. He must have was... some tricks in his feet. You know what I realized? So I was looking up, um, as we were doing this, I was looking up everybody's age. So the oldest person taking Adrian out of that, because he's 36, but take him out. Um, everybody's 32. Um, Endo's 30. And then everybody else, there's, you know, uh, Joe's 26. And then... I think Tiago's also 26, and then everybody else is, you know, 25. Uh, Tiago's, Tiago's 29 or 30. Oh, is he? Oh, maybe, you know what? Yeah. Oh, maybe I'm looking at the wrong one. Um, but the once, you know, last season we had, you know, Milner and, and you know, he had the, you know, he was Dino the older. And, yeah, they were yeah. all older, but it, the numbers come down. But I just looked at the taking Adrian out of that. Um, 32 is the, the oldest. Yeah, and I, and I think... Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah. No, I was just going to say, I think the average age of our squad came down by about two and a half years. Yeah. When, you know, we signed the new midfielders and Milner and Fabinho and Henderson um, all all went. And, and to be fair, Bobby, because Bobby was, what, 31, 32? Yeah, um, Thiago's also thirty-two. Yeah, so I, I, he definitely wasn't. He wasn't in his twenties, or he was his yeah. very late twenties. Was, yeah. um, so, so I think you know, I think we might see an announcement of Thiago being free to talk to other teams in January as well. Um, I mean, they're sort of saying they expect him in the new year back from this hip issue, whatever the hell it is. Um, but we haven't seen him, you know, since I don't know when. You know, there's a bit. He's turning a bit like Ben Davis. Does you know? Oh, yeah. If he has, yeah. You know, does he actually exist? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you forget him totally. Yeah. True. No, it's because he's it's just true. You know, I forgot he's, he's a player. <laughs> it it was just by the way. That's twenty six, not not Tiago. <laughs> Well, you know, the sort of Portuguese-Brazilian thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, they look nothing um, alike. <laughs> Came around the same time. That's about as close as you're going to get. No. Um, um, yeah. I don't know. I just Tiago is – he didn't turn out to be what I expected. <laughs> he's had some no, moments, but he just – he struggled. He had, he had his moments. He, he's kind of like the – you know, he's he's an he's an another version of of Cater in a way, where oh, not that bad though. No, 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 no. no. Bear oh. with me, right? Okay. In I'm terms of terms of the moments, there were mm-hmm. moments that you had with Cater where you went, yeah, I I get it, I understand the player that we thought we bought, but they were too few and far between. 
And Tiago, you, you know, he had his body of work. You see what he did for Bayern Munich, and he's very much that sort of metronomic midfielder. And again, he, you know, we've had moments and small periods with him where you go, absolutely, right? Yeah, what, right. what player? But then his his injury record is, is I would argue, is probably no better than Cater's now. Yeah, that's no, that's a fair statement. That's a very fair statement. Um, that you know the, the player we thought we were getting versus what we've been able to get out on the pitch. Yeah. So, so I think you know if if he does you know make a pre-contract deal in January with somebody to go at the end of the season. Um, I I think, you know, I'll be sorry to see him go because he's a quality player, but we we never quite got what we thought we were going to get out of him, and and actually we get yeah. somebody else in who's probably going to give us you know five years, four or five years of hopefully you know injury free service at the you know at the beginning, at the early part of their career as opposed to winding down. I think for the overall squad, it's probably better, albeit yeah. you, you want to have a mixture of kind of youth and experience. But, you know, he if if this is true and we have signed him, you know, he, he's walking in having won the Copa Libertadores, right? So, you know, it's the South American, you know, is practically the South American Champions League, so that that is a, it is a big deal. Uh, yeah. So we shall see. But uh, you know, talking about you know Champions League and all the rest of it, not not quite yet. But we're in the Europa League. We've won all of our games thus far. So um, if we manage to win against Toulouse. Um, and possibly not even just not even lose against Toulouse. Easy for me to say. We will have qualified for the next stage of the Europa League with um, two games to spare in the group, which would yep. be great because that would give us a chance to kind of really rotate, um, you know, and and play much more youthful sides for the last. For the last couple of games, um, I I guess Amy Amy Kate, you know, sort of looking at the squad and and, I, and forgive me, I don't know whether Endo we signed Endo in time to include in the Europa squad. I think we did, but I don't um, know the answer to that to be honest. But you know who who are you expecting to be uh, on on the pitch on Thursday? Um, bearing in mind last, you know, this afternoon's performance um, yeah. and the fact that we'll also be uh, playing Brentford on the Sunday. So we've got the two, it's the two o'clock kickoff <laughs> on Sunday afternoon at Anfield and we're, we're travelling to Toulouse. Um, mm -hmm. I guess we'll be flying Wednesday, I don't know. Um <laughs> Have you got any any thoughts as to the the team you'd like to see put out? Well, we know that Kelleher's going to play in goal, and I'm totally fine with that. Um, I I would love to see more of Kwanzaa. Um, I think that's probably a given as well. 
Um, you know, I, I'd like to see Jones is, is um, somebody I, I would like to see more, more of, of Elliot, you know, um, it, and I cannot say his name. Um, he's, he's our Spanish player. Bethetic. Is that how you say it? What's up with him? Is he still on injury? Yeah. Injured. They're not. Um, they haven't he's given not... a, a time to, for him to okay. come back yet. Okay. I, so I know he has been playing, but I wasn't sure where he was yet. If he was back in, I wasn't sure if he was back practicing or, you know, it, or is he still definitely injured? I mean, I wish he'd he'd be back, but I don't know. I I'm guessing they'll probably put Diaz in just to give him some legs and and give him some time. Um, but you know, it, at this point. After today's game, I I don't know. Um, I think I think it'd be good to have Virgil in the back, you know, um, just kind of controlling everything. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested to see what Klopp puts out, but I'm hoping to see um, some of the younger players play, especially yeah. one. And um, um, I think from memory. Um, that we have, we do have, uh, we've got a bit of a mix. Um, so, so Endo is in there. So it's interesting um, that the um, the Europa League squad um, actually. Um, so let me go through this. We have uh, Allison. Gomez, Endo, Van Dyke, Canate, Diaz, Slobberslai, Nunes, McAllister, Salah, Jones, Gakpo, Elliot, Jota, Simikas, Robertson, who's obviously not available, Matit, Gravenberg, uh, Bacetic, who's obviously not available, Doak. Uh, Jaros, Kelleher, and Kwanzaa. So I those think Doak are, those is are... back, isn't he? He was on the bench today, was he? Yes. Doak, I so that's good. And he's in that squad. So um, I, I might, I think we might see maybe Matic get a run out. Yeah, he was see playing last time. He didn't play the last couple of games, but he did play the last Europa League game, didn't he? So yeah, yeah. it might be Van Dyke and Matip, maybe. We haven't got, you know, we've not got a lot of choice at left back. Um, you know, we, we had did Gomez play Chambers, play. didn't we, last time? Yeah, but he's not in the UEFA squad. Isn't he? So, well, I can't see him, and I'm looking at who they but, named in their 23 person squad. But um, uh, he was playing against Toulouse at home. Maybe he's one of the under 21. Yeah, then. he oh, is. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't name if they're so under 21, they're not named. They're just. Yeah. yeah. Because we had so, Gomez and Matip and Trent and Chambers in the defense. And then we had Curtis and Endo and Ryan. And then we had Elliot, Darwin, and Shorter. I thought Elliot was very good. I, think he I thought he was. He did really well when he came on today. Yeah. Yes, uh, he did. 
I think. And, you know, he got the assist for the goal as well, for Diaz's mm-hmm. equaliser. So I I think he probably has earned to earned a starting spot. Um, but I, I think that, you know, everybody's sort of saying, you know, we're one of the strong favourites for the Europa League. Um, and I, I would... I would also like to, I'd like to think that, you know, we're, we're still a bit of a work in progress, although, you know, we are, we've obviously improved quite a lot since the debacle of last season. Mm-hmm. Um, we also don't know because, you know, we're not getting there, that the teams that might drop out from the Champions League yeah, um, and, come, you know, the, the third place teams. Uh, yeah. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see who some of those some of those might be. I mean, you know, there's a chance, you know, there's a chance that Man United might not be in Europe at all. Um, <laughs> can, we just, can we just have a little chuckle for that? <laughs> well, it's not, it's not, a, it's not, a, yes, we can. It's not quite a done deal because they managed to scrape the win against Copenhagen, didn't they? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, that, you know, their, their goalkeeper, you know, Managed, managed to redeem himself slightly and pull off the penalty save. But um, yeah, they're they're third in the group, and you know there's still there's still a chance that that they they may not um, qualify. So I, you know, hope springs eternal. Um, but then you know the the I remember reading something. Um, you know, because of talking about the the fact that they were playing Fulham yesterday, and I'm sure it was one of you know one of our fellow Liverpool sort sort of said, you know, I can see this as being you know like a squirrely you know 94th minute winner to Man one nil win to Man United. This is like the day before the game. He sort of said, which you know, in the greater scheme of things, is probably the best result because you know. We don't we don't want Ten Hag being sacked too early. You know, we've 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 it's still a few weeks to go before so um, you know you know, I never I never say I never enjoy the games against Man United. Traditionally I never do because there's so much riding on it. Most recently they've actually been a joyous thing to, to behold. So, you know, think fingers crossed. <laughs> yes. So it's a little it's December, but uh, you know we'll get we. <laughs> it's actually, I mean that's the that's the point you were making, wasn't it, Amy Kate? When we when we talked about the Carabao Cup, that yeah. is a hell of a week because actually what you've got is you've got we play Man United on the Sunday, on the seventeenth of December, then we play West Ham in the Carling Cup, the Carabao Cup, whatever. <laughs> quarter final on the yeah. Wednesday and then we play Arsenal yeah. at five thirty Saturday. Yeah. That's that's gonna be a very interesting week for us yeah. in the lead up to Christmas. So then, you know yeah. could make or bake some people's Christmas that week. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> oh dear. Um Anyway, I, I think you know we we did we did a decent job against Toulouse um, at home. I I would expect us to be able to get a result at their ground. They're having a 
you know, we talked about it before, but they're not having the best season in the French league. They're kind of mid-table, hadn't won many games. And my hope would be that we just put this to bed. Um, and then, like I say, you know, we can really rotate in the in the game, the last two games of the group, um, potentially pay all of the young kids and give them, you know, give them that experience. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a tad predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. So, um, after Toulouse, then our next our next couple of uh, league games are going to be quite interesting. Um, two two tough ones and different different reasons. So, um, we talked about the fact that West Ham had you know had the best results recently. They lost to Brentford, who who will be our next league opponents um, at Anfield. But you know Brentford take you know, they they won't be turning up and be scared about facing us. You know, they've given us some real battles in their in their first couple of seasons in the in the Premier League. So yeah. what what are we expecting, Randy? Um because after after Brentford, then um our next league league game is away at City, which is nice. It's also a twelve thirty kickoff. Exactly. Next international break. What a surprise. No, no, no. Next international fucking break. Yeah, that's true. It's been renamed. It's a fucking break. (laughs) It is a fucking break. Oh, it's like a... We've been cursed with these fucking international breaks and 1230s. I yeah. can't believe it. It's so unfair. But there you go. We just have to, you know, batter them and then and then they'll see. Well, I think Brentford is gonna be really tough again. I mean it's it's gonna be yeah. we we just can't show up as today because then we're not gonna win that much. And now, I mean, after Arsenal lost yesterday, we could have been, you know, a couple of points ahead there. But now we just have to trottle on and want it more and show that we want it more. And, and I mean, our midfield today was giving the ball away like it was like sweets to kids. It was crazy. So we just have to do something there. And maybe for me, it would be... Trying endo, trying to you know rotate a bit more because Ryan was our best midfielder today. I thought uh, Zerbozlai was a bit off and Alexis was a bit off. So just shake it up a bit and you know 
maybe Elliot or something. They seem like they want it more, so go for it. I'm expecting Curtis to be available and I expect him to play at least one of the go- those games and hopefully Endo as well will play at least one of those games um, because the, the City game is the 12.30, as we've said, but it's also at the Etihad. So, um, you know, I fully expect some yeah. of the referees will done another little trip to Saudi Arabia or somewhere in between. So they'll oh, yes, be of course. ready, um, you know, to, to give us, a, <laughs> you know, another, another stunning refereeing performance. Um, it would be perfect, wouldn't it, if it was uh, two of those from Manchester and they'd just been yeah. in Saudi Arabia first. I mean, that'd be yeah. perfect. <laughs> um, well, um, well and Anthony Taylor, um, yeah. you know, as a referee, and then we'll have we'll have David Coote and Paul Tierney in the, <laughs> in the VAR. On the VAR, yeah, that's uh, good. Good process, lads, good process. Good process, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, the, the funny thing was, uh, I, I forgot to mention, I don't know if any of you picked it up, so um, he, Klopp was asked today why he got the yellow card. Yeah. Um, and he said, I don't know. He said, I was talking I was talking to the linesman um, or the assistant referee, he said, and um, he said, I, I thought, you know, we had a conversation, he said, and it was um, Anthony Taylor was a fourth official. He said, Anthony Taylor apparently <laughs> told the referee to me. I don't know what for. He said, you oh. should probably ask. So, you know. Good old story that. They keep going. <laughs> it's uh, Absolutely ridiculous, um, but yeah, we 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 will see. It's gonna it's gonna be an inter- interesting few weeks. Um, now we are we've been very focused uh, today because we're we're trying to, we're trying to be a, a a little bit more time bound on some of our things. We know we give we give you dear listeners. Sometimes we give you a good hour or so to go at for us so we're going to try and make this one a little bit sharper um but a couple of things have also happened um in the intervening period um we've had uh so i'll start i'll start off with actually biggest and we'll, we'll finish off with the other one so um in the last couple of weeks since since we did our last pod um a couple of sort of big footballing people have been lost to us one being sir bobby charlton and the other one being um bill kenwright and whilst they are obviously closely associated with two of our biggest um rivals actually they loved the clubs that they served um and or, or you know or ran or whatever it was and i think um so bobby charlton particularly seemed to kind of transcend um his his club and i you know i've never heard anybody actually say a bad word about him um and he he seemed to come across as a re, as a real gentleman so i thought you know we would take take the opportunity to respectfully um you know just recognize um the the passing of him and also you know bill kenwright because what whatever 
you know, our rivalry with Everton was he loved Everton, um, you know, spent many, many years of his life supporting the club, actually putting some of his own money in it, running the club. Um, you know, I know the last few years, maybe it was a slightly uh, less delightful relationship he had with some, you know, some elements of the supporters, but you could never, you could never doubt that he ran blue when it came, when it came to Everton Football Club. Um, so I just wanted to say that. I just thought I'd uh, give you an opportunity if you wanted to say anything as well. Um, Amy Kate, shall I start with you? Um, you know, it's just, it's nice to see them being recognized because they were, um, even though there are rivals, I mean, they had such an impact um, on football and, and, you know, in the community of football and everything. So um, putting the rivalry aside, it's just, it's sad to see, but it it's nice to see that they're recognized and, and you just, you know, you have to have the respect. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Randy? Uh, yeah, well, I, I'll i just uh, agree with you, Amy Kate. Uh, these people that have done so much for football in any, in different ways, but meant so much to people. And uh, it's just to cheer them on, you know. Uh, and uh, Ken writes a very touching and heartfelt speech uh, on the Hillsborough Memorial has been very uh, touching. I mean, um, yeah, as with lots of other Everton's and, you know, both plays and coaches and, and fans, you know, you, you have to really appreciate that. Yeah. And, and to be fair to him and, and Everton football club, you know, they, they, um, they did do some some fantastic stuff in terms of the whole Hillsborough piece, mm. and you know, he ain't heavy, and all the rest, and and you know, it was good to see Liverpool pay the tribute to him as yeah. well. Um, so you know, uh, I hope you know his, you know, I hope his his you know his partner and his daughter and everything took some comfort about what Everton did. Um, for them, in terms of in terms of a tribute to him, I, I thought they did. I thought they did a really classy job um, for him. Yeah. So yeah. So you know, we're we're losing these kind of big, um, big names and kind of, uh, particularly on the footballing side, the sort of titans of the game from certain certain generations now. Um, yeah. And we, it's you know, I know there's an inevitability. You know, the, the, so, you know, the only sort of absolutes in life are death and taxes, as they say. So, um, you know, we, we know, you know, nobody, nobody lives forever, but it's still, you know, it's, it's sad to see. And it's, I think it's right that we mark the passing of them. Um, yeah. On m- moving on. So, so, you know, thank you. Thank you for your, your service and the joy you gave your respect. And I guess it for Bobby Charlton as well. It was, you know, being part of England's, um, you know, 1966 World Cup winning squad as well. Um, so well, he, 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 you know, not being a fan of 
of United, but I mean, he, he means so much to so many people, even if you're not a United fan and, and he, um, you know, he, he's kind of one of the last greats around. There's not many of them, um, you know, and, and it was a different time and football was different and it was, I don't know, kind of was a better time in a way for football. You know, it was before all the, the money was there. It was people were there for the game, not for the money. And it's not like that now. I'm not saying everybody's there for the money only, but it's just a different game. And, and the people that played back then, they've truly played their hearts out for, for football and no other reason. Yeah, no, very true. Um, so we're moving on to um, any other business and um, what well, couple, couple of things let's let's start with lfc women who got a good win against leicester yes, today they did. <laughs> uh, so very very pleased to see that and they're sort of climbing a bit further up the table they started off well had a little you know had a couple of sort of slightly more disappointing results but you know getting some some wins back under their belt um yeah. so that's that is really positive to see um a couple of other things okay oh i'm sorry i was just going to share a little bit about the women um yes like they did win against leicester city um it was uh matt beard's 150th um wsl game and they also brought back uh scott rogers which is an assistant manager which was his assistant manager back in the back-to-back wins when they won in 13 and 14, when they won the um, WSL league titles. So they're back together. So that's, that's interesting. And let's see if they can, you know, pull yeah. off what they did, you know, we'll see. Um, and Gemma Boner is, you know, she signed back, I think a year ago, I think it was this time last year. Maybe I'm a little off, but she just, um, Equalized the the record of um, the most appearances, which is 134 appearances. That's also held with um, Ashley, Ashley Hodgson. So um, she's gonna, you know, her next match is gonna overpass that, and that was a club record. So that's kind of cool to see that that there's there's um, records going on and being broken in, in the women's as well. And they play this Wednesday in the Continental Cup League Cup um, against City. So they've done very well so far in, in the WSL, but they've, you know, struggled in the Continental League Cup. So we'll see how they, yeah. they fare. See how City react having lost to Arsenal. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's, what sort of team they, they put out. Um, but, but sort of staying on the, the, the women's, uh, you know, the, on, the, on the women's sort of trip at the moment, so a couple, couple of other things. So one was um, we had the first uh, female fourth official at Premier League game. Yes. Um, this weekend. So and and uh, I'm I'm pleased to say that there wasn't. So and I mean this in the <laughs> I mean this in the way that I don't think she was involved in any controversy. Um, <laughs> But, but Outside the game, <laughs> yeah, like her name didn't come up in dispatches. You know, she just did her yeah. job, 
did it competently and you know I, because ultimately you know being being a referee or an assistant referee should should be complete, completely gender neutral you know if you're fit enough and you're good enough and you understand the laws you should be you know you should be able to run the line be a referee do whatever um but it's another it's another little milestone that i thought um was worthwhile marking um and then my last any other business was um well you could have knocked me down with a feather when they announced that the first 2034 world cup was going to Saudi Arabia. Ah. Uh, yeah, the, the, the corruption is so obvious and it's it's just sad. Why not move all football there then? Who decides well, anyway? This this is it. The, 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 this is the whole project. Um, you know, this is, this is sports washing on a, uh, I can't even say industrial, I have to say international, global, whatever scale yeah. um, now. And uh, you know, I've no idea why. If there were genuinely people who thought when Gianni Infantino um, became head of FIFA that mm-hmm. you know he he was going to you know stand up for the the ethics and the morality <laughs> of the you know of the football family in inverted commas. Well, I hope hopefully he you know you've been swiftly disabused of that Absolutely. notion. Um, but yeah, it's just it, it's just it's just a joke, frankly. Um, and I, like I said, I think the only um, World Cup I would consider um, going to now would be the the twenty twenty six one. Come see me. <laughs> uh, might might well do that. Um, because I certainly won't be going to Saudi Arabia, and I can't remember when the 2031 is, but it's somewhere else I don't want to go. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> well, I, I heard that, and I don't know why, but Australia pulled out, and I'm guessing because they couldn't compete with Saudi, so they said, screw it, and just pulled yeah. out. But yeah. I, don't, I don't know, that's just me projecting. No, I don't know I, if that's actually the real reason. It's one of two things, and I, I, I think it's more likely the first or the second. Um, so they knew they wouldn't be able to compete potentially and or, uh, you know, they did some, you know, somebody did some sort of deal, um, to encourage them to withdraw their bid. Um, anyway, it is, it's a done deal now and all of the things that people, you know, worried about Qatar would just be done. Tenfold, it will be a winter world cup. All calendars. Hey ho. Yeah. Right. It's, it's crazy. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. 
you can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac, and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, magboxes, and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Yes, it's uh, two things. Uh, number one, sign Andrea and get him here from <laughs> Brazil as soon as possible, please. And uh, number two, have you seen the very early, I think, very, very early Christmas gifts uh, thingy uh, on LFC TV? Yeah, I uh, did it. <laughs> and Virgil is going around and shipping out the presents. And have, I mean, that little little film of uh, uh, Zobozlai uh, strawling around in his red LFC bathrobe with a cup of tea. And he looks like he lives, I mean, he looks like it's his place. He looks so comfy and so happy and so relaxed and so cool. It's amazing. That's cool. That's Uh, fun. It was cute. (laughs) And the takes for that also showed, they're like, there's like, you know, um, outtakes and they're like, He's still in the bed. Where they? What do they call it? Uh, they don't call it a bathrobe. That's what we call it in America. You guys call it something different. And I can't remember right now. Dressing, dressing gown. No. Dressing, dressing gown. Yeah. Yeah, but they but they were making a point that he's uh, of laughing that you know he's still in it and he's still walking around, <laughs> walking out onto the onto the pitch or out like he's coming out onto the pitch. That I was I was dying. It, it's so funny. But yeah, that. that it, it was fun. It's nice to see, um, you know, the whole thing. And it's got to be fun for them as well. And there's also a new um, Converse uh, line, ridiculously expensive, but yeah, uh, a new know. Converse line out. So, yeah. <laughs> it's sad, but it's too expensive for me. <laughs> yeah. No, yes. it, it is. It's, it's, I was talking to somebody the other day and we were talking about um, it's been 10 years now, but looking at what it costs for, to buy a, a, a shirt, a, a, you know, a player shirt. And I'm talking about the now, you know, since we've had Nike, there's the, the player shirt and then there's the fan shirt or stadium shirt. But back then it, it was all the same. Right. And it used to be, I, I have one that's, sign so it still has the tags on it and it's a it's a either the first year we had warrior or the last year or the first year we had sorry new balance or last year we had warrior but it i still have the tag on the shirt because i'm not going to wear it it was to be signed and it said 40 49.99 when's the last time we had a, a actual price of a shirt that was you know 50 pounds it's just I don't recall it's shocking too long ago yeah i know it was about 10 years ago but it's just shocking on how everything's costing (laughs) but it is what it is it is right so i have one really uh, one last question before we finish um and you've got you've got to give me 
an answer, Amy Kate, in 30 seconds. Uh, Emma Hayes. New. What's that? Emma Hayes. Oh, that was something like I wanted to bring the up. New US something. manager. 30 seconds. What's your view? You know what? It's not official yet, but I am all for it. What she's done at Chelsea is amazing. Um, they're top of the table right now. Um, I think it would be a great thing, you know, for women's football for the United States. Um, I'm all for it. I'm 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 pushing for it, and I'm really excited if if that happens. Did I make it? Right. <laughs> you did. You did. Well done. Um, so no, I I was just really interested in that because they it, obviously the announcement broke here yesterday. Yes. Um, a that she leaving at the end of the season but mm-hmm. then all of the stuff about the the u.s women's team so um i i, I mean i think ev- everybody is kind of going yeah that that's gonna happen so i think it'll be everybody be very shocked if, if it she doesn't, doesn't get announced as it but yeah. i i will be interested to to see how that plays out so I, I, we- i'm excited we'll see we'll we'll have that conversation i think the next time we have a pod <laughs> absolutely um right so so i'm gonna call it there ladies thank you so much for joining me this time round. um we we fitted a lot in in this uh last hour um so i will uh make sure that we are together again soon listeners hope you enjoyed this pod um we will talk to you again um a lot more LFC updates and hopefully we'll be saying up the Reds a lot more than 1-1 against Luton (laughs) (laughs) up the Reds we hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.